Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mount Kenya Coffee. Head on over to KenyaCoffee.store to enjoy a cup of coffee straight from Kenya. Enjoy the show. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed yo grace and peace everyone man you in for another exciting episode of bars biblical and reformed spitters and on the line i got with me a brother that i've been kind of watching for like the past like couple of weeks i happened to come across him on the fly through a through a, a a community group uh, called Christian Hip Hop on Facebook, and uh, I'm not going to say too much more. I'm just going to go ahead and introduce to y'all, Literati, uh, bruh. Say what's up to the people for me, sir. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Roddy, Literati, out here in Houston, Texas, just holding it down for H Town. You already know. Say word, and yeah, I done came down. You know, just about every rapper <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. I'm glad to have you uh, on the line. Thank you, first and foremost. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your day uh, to come on and oh, yeah. talk a little bit. Um, just for starters, man, like, like you're, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I really don't know a whole lot about you other than the few of the videos that I've seen you post on Facebook, man. So, so tell us a little something about yourself, man. Like, uh, just, like share your, your your testimony with us real quick, if you please. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, thank you guys so much. Like I said, for, for even having me on at such a short notice, but yeah, um, man, it's crazy, bro. Guys, done done awesome work in my life um i didn't you know start off like that um pretty much man long story short uh because there's a lot to it i do have um, a quick synopsis of it on youtube um that was shot in 2007 but pretty much i got into the hip-hop industry in 1997 so a little bit on the older older side you know when i got in it was freestyling off top of the dome for real like you gotta really come come with the bars and come with it with the freestyle 
And um, in Houston, uh, I used to be on his on his crew with this dude named Kiati. And uh, matter of fact, right now he's uh, probably one of the biggest uh, radio personalities here currently on 97 on the box. And um, so me and him go way back. And we were just doing freestyle competitions, man. That's how it started. Me, and my twin brother, my twin brother was a uh, was making my beats on the table. And we went to like three different high schools: Milby High School, Stephen F. Austin High School, and Chavez High School. Um, I went to Alvin also, but my brother, where we were at, and Chavez was whenever, man, it was really going down. Like my brother was making beats on the table, and I was freestyling. We just pretty much started all like that, man. And we just had dreams and aspirations and goals to to uh, you know on, on one day own a record label and and do our own production stuff of course we saw guys like master p doing it and we saw guys like south park mexican doing it uh for the houston area and you know those guys owning their own record labels and and just becoming powerhouses and stuff in the industry was really uh aspiring to us and um we didn't always have you know the best influences we were uh my mom raised us up at the same time with my pops and they had the divorce and you know, we were like eight years old at that time. And um, just, it was totally like polar opposites. My dad got super militant. You got to go to church. You're going to memorize scriptures, you know. And, and then my mom was like, like, you're going to, you know, have fun. Um, you know, do whatever you got to do. Have all your fun. Get it out. Your system now. Uh, gang banging and selling dope and all that stuff. So it was just crazy, man, having having to uh, grow up with on two total separate, you know, sides like that. But um, God knew what he was doing along the way. And um, I, I tell people when I do my motivational speaking um, that, you know, the good intentions don't always give you good results. And my mom had really good intentions to try to set us up for financial success. And she figured if we're going to take risks that would involve us possibly getting locked up for a long period of time, might as well do it. You know, if you're going to do it, go big. And um, so that was her mentality, man. I love my mom with all my heart. And, and um, but like I said, it, it you know, a lot of people they just they make bad choices. Not so, not necessarily bad people, just bad choices, right? I believe everybody has potential to be great. And um, my mom, man, at that time, she just she was like, "Hey, y'all do it, y'all, you know, y'all go ahead and do it this way, that way." We're like 14 years old. Next thing you know, we started, you know, selling up the block, man. And um, as far as having the influence of, of, of hip hop, and and man, I just me and my twin brother fell in love with the culture of hip hop. So um, everything from like, you know. Some of the bigger influences back then was like Tupac, Biggie, Nas, um, spitting bars, you know, just being real, real lyrical and um, bringing bringing some heat, man. So we just did that. And uh, like I said, long story short, man, a crazy, crazy part of there's a couple of really crazy things that happened. Um, we ended up having to watch my mom pass away when we were 16. And uh, seven months later, my twin brother died drinking and driving and he was 17. So within within seven months, um, I had to deal with the death of my mom and the death of my twin brother, who's my identical twin. And at that point, man, I just, you know, I, I had my dad that was always telling me, you know, about God. And he, he, he did his best to try to, you know, get us in church as much as possible. And, and um, I was already kind of starting to go that route. And then when those things happened, it was like the perfect opportunity for Satan to get in my head and be like, is this the kind of guy that you serve? You know, you, you go to church and you're trying to get your life right. You're trying to do all this stuff and, and uh, trying to make a change in your life and everything. But this is how he repays, you know, all your effort and your time and your tithing and all your, you know, all your stuff you're doing for these churches. And this is how, you know, the God that you, you know, believe in, this is how he answers you, right? And, um, man, I had some 
some real big trials to overcome. When my mom passed away, it was more of like, like, okay, it hurt really bad as far as like in, in my walk, like how it affected my walk with Christ. But it was enough for me to still keep pushing on. And it wasn't until uh, my brother passed away seven months later was when I really fell off because I just couldn't take it anymore. And, and I, I just gave up and I gave up. And I, like I said, I was already on my way to doing really good things. Um, you know, just trying to clean up my act on my own. And uh, my twin brother was the type of dude that would always tell me, he's like, man, I see what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing. I'm just not there yet. And, like, you know, we all know somebody that's like that. They see, you know, they may see what, what we're doing in Christ and we're, we're making progress and we're, you know, they see how we're living our lives and we're making sacrifices and doing things and trying to trying to clean up some things. And and people were just like, man, I, I believe in it, but I, I'm personally just not there yet. I'm not ready to make that commitment. And that's where my twin brother was at. But, um, uh, he believed in it, man, and, and uh, I believe, you know, um, you know, everything happens for a reason and a purpose. I didn't see it at that time. When my brother passed away, uh, I didn't have, you know, that that support that I needed, I guess. And I just I just fell away, man. I, I allowed the enemy to get in my head and just say, you know, yeah, you're right. If this is, you know, I try to do so much good and bad things keep happening. Then why even try? And uh, I dropped out after my brother passed away. I dropped out of uh, my junior year I had actually um, man I was at Alvin High School at that time I dropped out my junior year I was already about to graduate and, and like one more year and I just I just gave up on everything and I was like I might as well go back to what I knew so I went back to the hood went back to the street went back to selling dope went back to you know running with the wrong crowd doing the wrong stuff and uh, I ran from my calling I ran from God for, for about four years and you know, did the record label thing, um, man, drugs, alcohol, everything, you know, just to kind of suppress the hurt, suppress the pain, suppress the anger, suppress the fear, the doubt, all that stuff. And um, at that time frame was when I was really starting to blow up as a secular artist in the Houston area, uh, opening up for Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Chameleon Air, Lil Flip. Um, and I think in, I know it was uh, 2005, I won first place for the best up-and-coming latin rapper in texas at the texas latin rap awards in corpus christi and uh and i was just moving around bro i was emceeing at four big clubs in houston Toke bar uh, club liquid backstage i mean running around with different djs chaotic djs and people from the radio station back then and, and uh man a lot of people they when they see me you know emceeing at all these clubs they thought that that was the real me but they didn't know that you know i, I was i was running from something and um, in 2006 was whenever it all came crashing down on me. Um, it was a Friday night, September 22nd, 2006. I was in a studio session with one of the DJs at the time from the radio station. And, um, and next thing you know, I ended up suffering a heart attack uh, in the backseat of his car on the way out. And man, we jumped out. My homeboy jumped out. We we're at a, a small fire station right there where we were at. And my homeboy jumped out, hit the button. And the firefighters came out and they started to, you know, check me out and everything. They're like, man, you having a heart attack. And uh, the crazy thing was I wasn't on any drugs. But because I had stopped doing drugs like two weeks prior, um, they were just trying to, they were telling me that pretty much, I guess, well, they didn't know at the time, but it was a, it was because I, I quit. But I had been doing them for so long that whenever I quit, my body went on withdrawals and I started to, 
get sick and stuff and man it just triggered a, a heart attack so next thing you know I'm getting put in the ambulance and they're taking me to uh, downtown Houston St. Joseph Hospital and I spent four days in the ICU room in the intensive care unit and uh, everybody that I was trying to impress and you know, I was doing all these these parties and clubs and stuff like that and, and the only people that really came to to really you know support me was my family and and the ones that I didn't want to listen to you know they, they kept trying to give me warning signs and you know people trying to trying to tell me you know I need to get my act together and stuff like that but um it took four days bro of being being strapped down to an ICU room bed to finally get the picture that God was saying do I have your attention now you know I, I, for four years I never wanted to look up I didn't want to face accountability I didn't want to I didn't, I didn't want to look at God you know what I'm saying and next thing you know I end up strapped down to an ICU room bed and I ain't got nowhere else to look but up and it's like God was telling me do I have your attention now you know because he loved me that much that he allowed me to go through what I went through and learn the hard way you know we can learn easier we can learn hard and I had to learn the hard way but he loved me enough to keep me alive and to preserve me you know what I mean so it took four days to really realize that my pops came with a pastor from Alvin and was like look son you know you either hot or you cold you know you have to choose you choose life or you choose death but you have to choose one and man I just like man I looked at my life and I was like my best thinking got me where I'm at <laughs> so if this is what my best thinking gets me and which is my my life was a wreck you know if, if God can do something with this Lord if you can do something with this mess that I've made you know then and I I give it all to you I, I, I don't want to do it no more like I, I just need to give up and I surrender and uh, best decision hands down bro you know what I'm saying to to get things right with the Lord and and to just go ahead and just give up, you know, give up the fight. I submitted. Amen. And yeah, reconcile, reconcile that relationship, bro. And that was in uh in uh, 2006. And bro, after wow. that, man, I was just like, I was done. I was I was done with the music. I didn't want to do nothing, but like, so here, here's the here's the crazy part of that testimony. Like, it's a lot of stuff, but after after I made that decision on the fourth day. Um, cause they had to do EKGs on me and they did an EKG. They ran the, the, the camera through my artery from my leg into my heart with the balloon and the camera so they could see, you know, the inside of my heart. And, um, they, it wasn't until after I made that decision that all the results came back from those tests and they couldn't find nothing wrong with me. And they were just like, we, we know you're in here cause you had a heart attack, but we, our results came back and we can't find nothing wrong with you. So we don't know how to classify this other than a medical miracle and we're going to have to send some cardiologist specialists to come and evaluate you so they they flew in um there's like three or four different cardiologist specialists that came in from different cities in texas to come and sit down and evaluate me and talk to me and i tell you bro every single one of them after we were done and, and they were asking me questions and stuff they were just like man this got this has got to be a sign from god for you to get your act together you know what I'm saying? Whatever we don't know whatever whatever you were doing, but you, you need to you need to get your act together. You know, because we don't know how to explain this. So they had to discharge me without any dietary programs or without any medication or anything. They just they just had to let me go. So they discharged me and the only thing that I remember one of the doctors was telling me was, you know, just go home and and just lay on the couch for like three months and watch DVDs. 
you know, don't don't try to lift up nothing heavy. Just, you know, that was just him just telling me that. And, um, man, when I got out, bro, I just, I had this fresh, this newness of life and this thirst and this hunger to really know God, like, personally. Like, like not all the church stuff I grew up hearing about, not all the, the you know, Christianese talk and all that stuff, but really really get to know who God is, to have my tent of meeting, you know what I'm saying, with him. And, um, and bro, I just, for three months, instead of watching DVDs and all that, everything that I watched, everything that I listened to was, like, just straight up, like, theology. I poured, I poured myself over the scriptures. I fasted. I prayed and just did more fasting and did more praying. And, and bro, man, like, that was, like, my new drug. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just, like, fiending for, for just that, you know, to have those moments with God. And he was just showing me so much and building me up, building me up. And finally, bro, like, like almost a year later, people started hearing, you know, they started hearing about my testimony and my story. And um, I wanted to show everybody that was following me from the secular side that, because I still had a lot of fans from people that used to see me do all my shows. And I was, you know, doing stuff with the clubs and all that I was just like, man, let me go ahead and put something out that's just going to show them, like, this is who I, my identity is. Like, my identity this whole time has really been in Christ, but I was hiding it. So let me put a project out that's just going to be for that purpose. It wasn't to try to make anything that was going to be a hit song or nothing like that. Just just put out a project that's going to show the people who I really am in Christ. And, um, man, bro, when I put that CD out, I ended up having way more success and doors just flew open for, for for me to just go forward and just like share my testimony and like literally like minister places, sharing my testimony, preaching the word and and then performing those songs. And next thing you know, it was like 52 radio stations nationwide. Uh, I had this song called Shake Loose. It's, it's kind of a comical, it's a real upbeat, kind of a, a funny little story that I share in that song. But that song just ended up taking off. Um, the, and the whole theme of that song is just like when people talk about you, you know, when they, when they talk about you and they think bad about you, just shake that stuff loose. Like, don't let that stuff get to you, you know. And and um, it, so there's three different stories that I share in that song where there are opportunities where you, you know, would get frustrated and get angry, you know, and. and and that whole and the hook is real catchy, man. The beat's real catchy. And I was just telling people, man, just shake that stuff loose, bro. You know what I'm saying? Keep on moving. And um, and that song just took off, bro. And next thing you know, um, I didn't know what God, you know, had me, but like I just started sharing my testimony and school started booking me and I was going in to, to public school systems, um, just traveling, bro, and and you know, schools wanted to hear my story. So I wasn't allowed to proselytize or preach. But I was able to share my testimony in the schools. And uh, man, the, I ended up speaking for like, man, just conventions and stuff. And people started hearing about me. The U.S. Army heard about me. So they picked me up. I ended up doing like eight different shows for like Fort Benning in Georgia, talking with the troops. Um, just crazy stuff, bro, that got done. The 700 Club heard about me. And they flew their film crew down from West Virginia. They did a little documentary on me. That's on YouTube. Um, they called it the hip hop prodigal son. Just crazy stuff, man. That like I didn't go looking for that. You know what I'm saying? I just I was just being genuine about my about my life, about my transition. 
in Christ. And then, bam, like things just started happening. So I just I just started walking, man. And now I see hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back, you know, all that misery that I went through turned into my ministry. And God was able to take, you know, all those those things that I questioned and didn't know why. But and, and you know, and why me? Why my family? Why it got to be my mom? Why it got to be my brother? But I'm able to, you know, flip that around and encourage like thousands and thousands, bro. Like I've been speaking now. I did my first school show in 2004. So from 2004 until now, it was, you know, it. I've been in operation, and um, there. That's the like, like that's the part of the testimony where it comes to a close, because I stepped out of the arena, um, like right around 2012. And I just focused on my wife and my kids and my family and building my family. And, and I got a career in the, in the petrochemical industry. And that's where I've been, like, since, since around 2011, 2012. And I'm now just stepping back in, like, within the last nine weeks. I, I quit my job. Uh, I had a really good job, really good career. But I know that the Lord's been calling me, man. Like, okay, you know, you got the house, you got the wife, you got the kids, you got the setup now. And, you know, you're doing good, but go ahead and get, it's time for you to start getting busy. Like, go ahead and get back into doing ministry stuff. And, um, man, bro, I went ahead and took a huge step of faith. <laughs> I left a stable career path with, you know, making really good money in the petrochemical industry and the refineries and the plants. I was a, I was a supervisor, a safety manager, safety coordinator, and, uh, you know, coordinating the safeties for like, big jobs, contracts, projects. And I left all that nine weeks ago. This is actually going to be my 10th week coming up. So I just recently left that. So when you started seeing those videos recently, it, it was a result of me stepping out on faith and making myself available again to operate in this capacity because I've been seeing and I know that, bro, time is running short, man. And it just we ain't we ain't got time to play games, you know what I'm saying? It's like all this stuff that's going on with these mass shootings, all this stuff that's going on with the suicide rates, with the youth, uh, depression, anxiety. I mean, all these things. And it's like there's so much information out there that these kids don't know what to believe. And so it's like, man, you know, I've studied a lot. I don't know. I don't know everything, but I know enough. I know enough to contend. You know what I'm saying? I know enough as a theology and apologetics that I've studied, you know, to be able to contend and say, hey, no, like what y'all listening to is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be able to stand and defend God's word. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, well, what's the hold up? Like what's stopping me? Well, I'm too busy. I'm working. 712. I'm too busy working. I'm out of state, you know, Oklahoma, California, Wyoming, you know what I'm saying? Working on all these projects. But, you know, if I was to make myself available again in faith, I know God would honor that, but it's, it's literally got to, you got to take that jump. And so that's what I did. I was just like, you know what? You can either make excuses or you can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So I went ahead and jumped, bro. Like, like I said, nine weeks ago, um, me and my wife been prayerfully considering it and she's back, she's backing me up hundred percent. And, um, she's just like, you know what? It's time. So I went ahead and jumped and we just took that step. Um, but like I said, about 10 weeks ago and, and, uh, we're just moving forward, bro. You know what I mean? So this right now, like what you're seeing, what you're seeing and all this is going on is all new. I'm just stepping back in to operating in that capacity of ministry. 
And, um, bro, I'm just going to be getting out there and making it happen. Uh, whatever God has for me, whatever doors he opens up, you know, opportunities for me to go and expound on his word or, um, you know, however he, however he wants to do it, man. So, um, thank you, man, for, for allowing me to even share that, you know, on your podcast, bro. That's what's up. Yeah, man, no problem. Man. Like I said, this, this is what it's about, man. Like, like you know, I'll try to bring in um, some of the Christian artists that I see who aren't being, whose names don't come up in the conversations of who's hot or who's doing, who's making moves right now and, and trying to, like, bring some exposure uh, to what you're doing. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up to the point to where, or uh, what it is that you're doing today because one of the videos I saw, uh, you mentioned having, like, Talk with some kids. It looked like I guess you were like at a park or something. Um, yeah. You didn't really show a mm-hmm. video. You talking with them, talking with them, but you were like, "Hey, yeah, man, just went over there. I was talking with these kids and yada yada." Man, like, like, tell me a little bit about like, um, like some of your interactions if you can, like in, in your community. Yeah. So the interactions, pretty much, like what I did was I took the Alive in Christ album, which is the album that I'm that I released in 2012 but I never promoted it. Like right around 2012 was whenever I cut out of the scene. And so what I'm doing now is I'm taking that and that that's, I'm, I'm treating it like my new product. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, okay, look, since I never pushed it and you know, the lyrics and the songs and all that stuff, everything's still fresh. So I went ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm putting that out. So I'm using that as a, as like my, my, um, you know, my foot in as far as like when I talk to these kids. So what I'm doing is like I'm passing out free copies. So I'm I'm from that like I said, I'm old school, you know, in a sense that I'm used to backpacking it with a walkman and with my albums and my CDs, you know, walking up to people. We we used to spend all weekend doing that, you know, at flea markets. Um I think y'all y'all probably call them swap meets up north. Um yeah, yeah. but yeah, flea market swap meets, you know, going to the mall, going to the car wash, like that hustle and that grind of what we used to do to promote our albums back then. And I think, you know, what I'm talking about, you know, in, you know, 2003, 2004, 2005, um, that's what it took, you know, before YouTube was popping and iTunes and all that, you know, you had to go out there and be boots on the ground. And so for me, I'm taking that approach with the gospel now. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, everybody's online, but who's hitting these kids that are out in the streets at the parks, especially some of these old neighborhoods that I used to run and stomp in and some of these old neighborhoods where I used to deal, you know what I mean? So it's like, I can go back and, you know, as a hope dealer now, and I'm taking the product and I'm like, hey, you know, walking up on cats in the basketball courts, walking up on those, you know, they're smoking, you know, they're smoking a little weed or whatever and at the benches and, you know, they're kind of hanging out. But they, they don't have nobody walking up to them like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it for the show. I'm not I'm not out here like, hey, guys, you know, come check out my event or whatever. Like, I'm just walking up on them. You know what I'm saying? If, as long as I got a couple extra minutes, you know, and, and, and you know, we got, we just had, my wife just had our, our fifth baby last week. So two weeks old now. Um, so we got, we got a lot going on with the family, you know. My, and so I, I got to be mindful of my wife, my kids, my family, my first ministry. But as long as I got some time, then with, you know, any little time that I have, I'm hitting the parks and I'm walking up on them with the CD, man. And I'm just like, hey, man, what's up? You know, uh, I want you guys to check out this, you know, Christian hip hop stuff, you know, and, and they're just kind of like, what's that? You know, and I tell them, you know, well, have you ever heard of, you know, any Christian hip hop? And man, bro, it's, it's just a perfect like to just get into that dialogue 
I'm not running up on them, you know, necessarily Bible thumping. I'm just coming up and it's just like, here, here you go. Like I'm giving them something and then it's a conversation started. And then that dialogue opens up and I've had guys, you know, they're just telling me all kinds of conversations, bro. Where they're just like, oh yeah, you know, church, this and that, you know. And then it just opens up an opportunity for me to take everything that they're saying and I shed light on it, like right there in front of them. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, hypocrites in the church. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But did you know that the church is the body of Christ and it's not a building necessarily? And they're just kind of like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, you know, people say, let's go to church. But actually, as, as, the, as the according to the word, you know, we are the church as long as you're a believer. You know, do you guys even believe? Have you ever, you know, so it just totally opens up that um, evangelism, just that one-on-one evangelism. And instead of me going out there necessarily like I'm not I'm not giving them a problem, I'm giving them a solution. And that's one thing that I learned in the petrochemical industry. Um, and if I could re- try to equate it the same way, like I was on the safety side and everybody knows about safety, but a lot of times people don't care. So you have to try to find a way to spark their interest so that they can care about it. And, and then they see that what you're doing and they appreciate how you're doing it and what you're doing to do that. You show them that, that you care about them. So in the same way, a lot of people know about salvation, but a lot of people don't care. They, they, I mean, yeah, they know about the Jesus story, but they don't know that they're in need of a savior. So I can, my approach is I can come at them and say, hey, you know, you, you've transgressed God's law. You're going to burn in hell, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, need, you know, and I, I can come at them that way. Or I can come at them with more of a solution and just say, hey, man, if, you know, have you ever wondered why this and this and that? And they're just kind of like, OK, yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about that. And then I'll share my testimony, a little a little piece of my testimony. And I'm like, man, you know, God wants to use all all that he's put in you because he created you with the purpose in mind. And I shed light as to like what their purpose is. And I help kind of. And I help them focus on what, you know, kind of come to focus on that. And then I say, then I'll hit them with the transgression of the law. And it's like, yeah, man, we actually, well, you, you don't even know it, bro. But, you you know, you do need a savior. And then, boom, we're able to walk in the door from that point. Then I leave them with my CD. You know, I, I establish a relationship from that point. But then I encourage them. And I also keep um, these little New Testament Bibles that I get from my uh, from my church. I go to Clear Lake Baptist Church and I'll hand them a Bible. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and my, me and my pastor right now, we're working on getting more, more copies so that as I'm, as I'm out doing that, you know, I'm gonna hook them up with some free, I'll, I'll hook them up with some free music that is theologically sound. And at the same time, I'm giving them a, a, you know, a New Testament Bible and I'm gonna encourage them, you know, to get plugged into a church. But just having that initial spark of, dialogue and getting them engaged just that right there is like 50% of the effort you know what I'm saying because a lot of a lot of these kids ain't nobody even doing that you know and they're just like man so you mean to tell me you know you used to open up for all these dudes and and you know in the rap game and you coming out here talking with us you know I'm just like yeah bro you know what I'm saying like I'm they, they're not used to that in general either you know just somebody in the rap game who, who's who's been there you know, just coming up and just going to spend a little bit of time and kind of mentor him. You know what I'm saying? Like, just talk to him. Yeah, 
I'm about to say, man, like, you know, that's actually pretty smart, like, getting them, like, bought into you as a person and then, like, hey, here's my CD, as opposed to, like, hey, here's my CD. It's almost like it increases the chances of them actually popping it in and listening to it now that you have uh, established some type of a relationship. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you you literally just kind of just said, you know, like, 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 like show them some interest in them and, and some care towards their soul salvation. And then they're just like, yo, yeah, listen, by the way, here's a Bible, here's a CD, you know, man, just check this stuff out, you know, uh, and, and get plugged in, you know, and so forth. And so uh, I think that's, uh, that's actually pretty smart. And, um, and, and, and I, hope, I hope that pro- I hope it proves to be very beneficial too for well, for those young people that you listen that you're talking with. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I mean, and that's the things like I knew God was doing something. I used to ask myself, bro, like, why am I even in this in the refineries? You know, because I spent almost ten years in the refinery, so I'm just like, why am I even in here? But the whole time, bro, I know God was doing something because. Every day I was I was having to learn how to care for people, their safety, their health on the job with knowing that they are already they're already hostile towards my title. They're already hostile towards what I represent because I was more of an authority figure. And so, you know, I had to wear a different hat. I had to talk a certain way. I had to look a certain way. I I was a supervisor. But I have all these people. Sometimes I have 20 people. I have 50 people. I have 100, 500 plus. It just depends on which project that I'm on. And I have to literally, you know, put myself. I didn't have to. I chose to, honestly, because there's a lot of guys. And if anybody knows about safety guys, they take they get a bad rap because they're like they're not doing none of the work. If anything, you know, they're writing people up for infractions or whatever. And they're sitting in the truck in the AC chilling while everybody else doing the work. But I wasn't like that. I was like, I'm out there with the guy. And I don't care I don't care if you don't like me at all because I represent authority, but I'm gonna show you that I care for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna climb that tower two hundred and fifty feet all the way up and go check on you. If you need water, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna find a way to get you water. You know what I'm saying? If you have questions and you need resources, I'm a resource. Ask me. You know what I'm saying? You're wearing fall protection. Whatever it is, like, I got you. And so God God literally, like, kept me sharp on caring for people regardless of what their disposition was. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like been doing that for 10 years. That's just practical application. Now, couple that with theology, couple that with the gospel, couple that with discipleship. You know what I'm saying? And resources on the spiritual side. And then put that together. That's that's what I'm coming with now. And so it's a it's totally different than what it was before. Because before I could have fallen into that category of a new believer who's trying to operate in a deacon's capacity, right? And first Timothy chapter three, you know, talks about qualifications for bishops and deacons. And it's like, don't let a new believer just take off running in the ministry because he's going to fall and stumble or he could become conceited. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen. But I think God was shielding me from that, bro, because it was like, okay, you're, you're getting it, but let me teach you some of this practical side for a while. And then fast forward now, I'm coming in as an adult, as, a, as an older, you know, 
mentor figure who's who's had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders for people's lives and I've had to deal you know with a lot of uh, just very mature management insight stuff and as, as a father and a husband now you know with with five kids and now it's like okay now go back and reach these kids and people and with grace and mercy in mind you know take take the stuff that, that I've taught you over the last 10 years and and go and, and you know utilize those experiences and and win them bro go reach them you know what I'm saying go reach them go win them because not everybody's gonna be happy you know the gospel is you know it'll it'll stir people up you know what I'm saying especially when you start talking about sin and if they're living in sin or whatever so you don't have to go out there and automatically come off offensive because the word of God can be offended offensive sometimes but it's a, it's a, it's about the approach you know and like how am I gonna approach them and so whether it's the teenagers whether it's adults blue collar white collar black collar don't matter you know what I'm saying we all need we all need those the gospel and we need we need the words that give life and so how am I gonna give that and so when I'm stepping out now you know yeah I could still spit bars you know what I'm saying I can write I'm probably write some new stuff but I'm not focused on the show you know what I'm saying and I was thinking about this earlier it's like my my gear isn't I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bring you a show. I'm not trying to bring anybody a show. I'm trying to help everybody get with the program. If you get what I'm saying. Like, real talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's the only way I, I was thinking about the hurry. I was like, man, because I'm not. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not an entertainer. I don't come out to entertain people. I come out to give you a word that's in season and, you know, try to build people up. We're putting in work. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Um, that's the last thing I want to be seen as, 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 you know, somebody who just comes out to make people sing and dance and clap and, and jump around. Like, yeah, that happens. Cool. But that's not my prerogative. You know what I'm saying? My prerogative is to build, to edify. Right. And, yeah, man, you know, man, and, I got to say, go I got to say, man, I, I dig, I dig like everything that you're saying, man. Like, it's, it's crazy because like you're saying a lot of stuff that like either I radically agree with or have experienced or have thought or whatever the case may be man it's like uh, and it's funny because like, like even like I used to like I'm not entertained like like dude like I, I, I got a song that literally starts with those words that says I'm not here to entertain you I'm here to give you brain food you know it's like uh-huh. you know um, like, like like what we do is not for I mean it, I mean like granted we want people to like what we do uh, on some level I think, I think that's I mean that's, I think that just comes with any artist but like there's a purpose to um there's a purpose to being a Christian artist, and that purpose is glorifying God and edifying mm. saints, man. You know, like like there's a there's a legit, there's a real purpose there, and it's like when you keep your eye on that goal, man. It's uh, you know, what I'm saying you kind of you, you set yourself, you set some limits, some 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 well respectable boundaries and limits uh, that you won't cross and that you won't surpass and so forth. Uh, if, if you got your mind on that goal, man, and so like yeah, man, you know, you do like you you shared and said a lot of dope things, man. Um. We uh, we're coming up on the end, and uh, I want to give real quick. I always ask every artist this. Now, earlier, you mentioned some of the people who were some of your uh, your influences, at least on the secular side, and and you know some of the things that you've done there. But on the uh, on on the, on the uh, on the gospel side, on the Christian side, uh, do you have any uh, any artists that that were big influences to you that you've listened to? Yeah. Um, so there's one dude in particular that. 
man, he's, he's just been a good brother, man, all the way around. Every time I've seen him, he's been very genuine. Um, our discussions, um, he even, you know, he's left me uh, videos of encouragement, you know what I'm saying? And along the way, and, and man, like, we connect every time. And, and uh, then that's Flame, bro. Me and Flame, like, like it's, it's been a minute. Um, he's always kept it real with me. And from day one, bro, he, he's, he's never had to compromise you know his walk or anything that he does and um and then recently he won that settlement man and i'm just so happy for him that um yeah you know god that god honored him in that way bro because he doesn't he doesn't have to you know he he stayed the course man you know what i'm saying and i know it's tempting you know to say well let me just dumb it down a little bit on this or dumb it down a little bit on that or whatever it is and I'm not demonizing nobody, man. You know, teach his own. You, you're in your lane. That's your lane, whatever. You know what I mean? But, right, 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 but right. I, but I respect him. I respect that dude. You know what I'm saying? Because he he really, you know, since day one. And, and he, you know, he's taking the time. Just like, man, look, you know, give me your phone. You know what I'm saying? Let me record something for you. And he, man, just, just you know, left me some words of encouragement on my phone, man. And always encouraging me. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm, I'll probably post that up. I've had that for a couple of years. Um, but seeing him and... Um, other guys, um, T Dot, me and him, uh, uh, some of the other guys from 116. You know, I've chopped it up with them back in the day. Um, got, I still got unreleased interviews with Lecrae and all them back in the day, and they they were real encouraging. Um, you know, stuff like that to see the Unashamed tour when it first kicked off. Um, this was like in 2008, I think 2008, uh, 2009. Okay. Um, Ambassador. Um, He's, he's another you know another really good brother I talk with him I got an interview where I'm talking with him interviewing him that's on YouTube uh, same thing with True um, these guys that were just you know those guys that they were out there they had their you know they had their swag but they were on point with their theology um, same thing with Shylin anybody from Humble Beast uh, Braille um, man just uh, Humble Beast they, they've been holding it down of course Seven Bizzle um those are if, if anything right now man it'd be like uh i know seven man he really really helped me out through some years bro of, of when i was struggling with some things and he just i i appreciated the fact that that he didn't necessarily he, i don't see him like some people will say well you know he, he says the n-word or he cusses or whatever here and there i just when i when i when i see i don't see him trying to glorify that it's just it's just him being who who he is and expressing himself in that way and and um, I've appreciated that rawness and that realness from him and the GOM camp and the hog mob camp, um, just just being real in that way. So if there's anything on the Christian side, I would say those guys, you know, they've been some of the staple names that that people hear about. But, you know, I've rubbed elbows with them. I've had conversations with a lot of these people. Um, they remember me from back in the day. And I'm the one that stepped out. You know, I stepped out for a while and now I'm jumping back in. So. We'll see what happens, man. You know, um, my thing is, I'm not necessarily saying, hey, well, I'm trying to, you know, do a bunch of features and get a bunch of features. I just want to, I just want to get back to the meat and potatoes, man. You know what I'm saying? Get back right, to the right. meat and potatoes and serve, and serve up this, and serve up this protein. You know what I'm saying? That, that the body needs, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at right now. There's, there's a huge need for it too, man. I, I say it all the time, man. Like, like, dude, like, like, there needs to be like a modern reformation, man. Like, we need to get back to that word, dig in, apply it. Um, you know, what I'm saying to let it, you know, what I'm saying let the world, let the world know that we here, and you know, what I'm saying that we standing against a lot of what the world stands for. Like, that needs to happen. 
you know, um, yeah. um, and uh, it needs to happen within our churches. It needs to happen in the neighborhoods that our churches are in. And it needs to be yeah. happening in the cities. I mean, like all of that. So, like, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly feel you, man. And that's why I can say, man, like, you know, I kind of have my eye on you, and uh, you know, I'm just like, man, like, I really, I'm really loving what this dude is doing. Um, the, the, you said the Alive in Christ project is like your unreleased project. Is that what you're getting ready to release? Yeah. So I went ahead and just released yeah. it, like re-released it, if you will. Um, it's on Spotify okay. now, um, and it just hit YouTube. Um, like the the album, it's on Spotify. Yeah, go ahead. So it tell, be go, go, I'm about to say, yeah, tell tell people where they can find you and your music, right quick. Yeah, you so know, pretty much, like if, you, if you just type in the name, it's a lot of people they misspell it because it sound the way it sounds, but it's actually L I T A R O D I, Lita Roddy. Um, it says L I T A R O D I, and I have my website if you want to see the stuff that I do for schools as a motivational speaker and then I also have a ministry tab on there for faith-based programs um, so I have my website which is com, and then also you can type that into YouTube and you can see all the videos that I have there um, I'm sure you know if you type that into Spotify or uh, whatever search engines have you know whatever you uh, Google you want to Google the name a lot of stuff will pop up on there you can watch the videos that I have there's other other parts of my testimony and different stories that I've shared and stuff like that that um, those some of those videos you know they catch me doing school shows and, and stuff like that so I'm able to with what I have I'm able to separate and walk that line and you know sometimes they're like hey man we really love your story can you just come in and share your story and I'll and I come in and I'll share my story you know and and uh, the teachers and principals and you know they, they know I'm very professional how I carry myself and how I speak and um, and they all know I'm Christian you know so the kids Afterwards, after school is over with, they're gonna go look me up and they go cop my album. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, they they jam they jam into some lyrical theology. You know what I mean? And so that's, um, that's what's up. I'm just not. So it's crazy how God, you know, how God did that. Same thing with the with the army, uh, Fort Benning in Georgia. They've always, you know, they've been a blessing um, for me to go out there and, and rock and rock the, uh, you know, with the troops and stuff and um, stuff like that. Yeah, man. So you know, any any and all support right now, man, is just. You know, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm trusting and I'm putting my faith and my trust in him. And and to me and my wife, man, that's what we're doing. We're just we're just living it out, bro. Say word, man. But we thank God for you, man. We uh, wish you nothing but the best uh, in your ministerial endeavors and so forth. And just pray that God be with you. Folks, you guys have been listening to Literati here on Mars Biblical Everform Spitters. Please make sure y'all go check out those links that he mentioned. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the interviews, the stories, the dots. Uh, you know, man, let's just make sure we uh, support this brother. Uh, also, be sure to go to Facebook. The Bar Podcast is the group. It's the page. Uh, go ahead and check out that page. Follow that page so you can be on the up and up with the Bar Podcast, the bars with uh, Just Thinking, and any of the other shows that are within the network. Uh, live with Mario Esco. Uh, shout out Mario Esco, man. He's always showing us mad love. He's part of the Bar Network. www.thebarpodcast.com is where you can go. Uh, I think also www.bargear. Uh, the Bar Gear. Don't quote me on that. You know what? If you go to the website, you should be able to find the link to find you some bar shirts, biblical and reformed shirts, and Just Thinking shirts, whatever the case, whatever the, the hats. Uh, I even believe that there's some T. Barlow shoes. I think that's kind of crazy. But I know Dwayne designed <laughs> some. I don't know if he ever put them up there. But, but whatever the case may be, go on. All the money that you guys pour into goes into us being able to uh, to bring you better quality shows. 
and so forth. Um, again, we appreciate everybody's support. I'm T. Demaris Barlow on Facebook, T space B-E-I-M-A-R-I-S space Barlow, B-A-R-L-O-W. Uh, please go on Facebook, find me. If you know somebody, man, underground Christian artist who, uh, who can use some uh, some exposure who, who's doing it for the for, for God for the glory of God and for the edification of the faith and they can use some exposure man shoot drop drop me an inbox message let's get me connected to them and I love to talk with them uh, you know and um, you can find me on Twitter at TD Barlow T-D-E-I-B-A-R-L-O-W Twitter and Instagram same thing so you know you guys make sure y'all holler at me man I'm down to earth I love to chop it up with you guys you guys uh Stay up. Grace and peace to you and yours, man. And, and uh, I'm going to holler at my man Lydia. Y'all stay on the line. And, you know, you guys should be able to hear a song from this brother in just a moment. So until next time, grace and peace to you and yours. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there